Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out nhte.net and be sure you are subscribing to this podcast. If you're already doing so, thank you and tell your friends to do so as well. Besides nhte.net, you can also find the show on iTunes, which is Apple Podcasts, as well as Spotify and lots of other podcast platforms. There are links to Now Hear This Entertainment on at least a half dozen podcast apps at nhte.net. The show is on a whole bunch more, though, so don't worry if you don't see your favorite on there. Look for this show almost anywhere that you get podcasts. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Los Angeles, my guests are a singer-songwriter duo who relocated from Louisiana to L.A., They are currently putting the finishing touches on their second album, which is due out later this year. Separately, they have played with Kelly Osbourne and Pat Benatar, and this summer they will be touring with Rick Springfield in Chicago. You've been hearing a song of theirs called Time Slips Away. It's my pleasure to welcome to now hear this entertainment, Matt Dozat and Heather St. Marie. Together, they make up Dozat St. Marie. Hey, Bruce. How's everybody doing out there? Look awesome. at Bruce with the correct correct pronunciation and all. <laughs> I keep wanting to f- convince myself that that the two of you are Canadian and you're not because that name Dozat Saint Marie looks so Canadian. <laughs> well, you know, we got deep into a rabbit hole a couple years ago with our genealogy, and both of us have quite a ancestry in Canada. So I'm sure if you go back far enough, we have a lot of Canadian We're of Cajun descent. So right, we got kicked out of Canada. They didn't. They didn't want us there. <laughs> we were the rebels. They kicked us out, so we went to. Louisiana. <laughs> very cool, very cool. Well, let's start off by having you tell the listeners about the song that we were just playing called Time Slips Away, especially since I was talking over it and they couldn't hear the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> All the more reason to stream it on your own and catch it again, guys. There you go. So, um, yeah, Matt and I had a rock band for a long time before we started doing Dozat St. Marie, and we spent the better part of many years on the road, roughing it DIY style in a van and trailer. And you really get to see the country. You get to meet people from all over. And that's kind of all of that experience was put into this song, Time Slips Away. You know, a little more as well, but a lot of it is inspired by our life out on the road, traveling, trying to follow a dream. Gypsies. Gypsy life. Well, so I do want the listeners to go and track the song down on their own, but just hold my hand a little bit. How? Because I hear time slips away, and that to me it conjures up the idea of, gosh, everything just flew by so fast. Look at where we are now. Look at you know what age we are, where we are in our career, stuff like that. So how does that kind of connect with what you just described? Yeah, you kind of nailed it there. I mean, when we wrote it, it was a bit of a retrospective right i mean it's it's a bit of nostalgia and so we're kind of going over a lot of our experiences you know moving to california just you know it's uh when we were writing this that's that was that is what we tried to capture is that essence that retrospective okay and so i know we're going to eventually during the interview get into the new music that you're working on that i teased in the intro but just as it relates specifically to Time Slips Away, where are we with that song? It was released years ago. You released it as a single already. It's going to be on the new album. Where is Time Slips Away in the Dozat St. Marie catalog? Oh, that that uh, appeared on our uh, 
EP, our debut EP is Dozat Saint Marie. So um, that's already out there. Um, we've got we've got a full album of ten new songs coming at you soon. Awesome, awesome. Listeners, I'm wondering if you have gotten on board yet with the Patreon for this show. At the beginning of this year, I overhauled it for Now Hear This Entertainment to where you can get exclusive bonus content that is ad-free only through that method and all for just five bucks a month. So Doze Out St. Marie and I will be talking about even more over on there. Plus, there are audio files up there from the NHTE episodes going back to the December 25th show Hit the show website, nhte.net, and then click on the orange-colored Support Us on Patreon button for access and more details. So, Heather and Matt, you're both originally from Louisiana, now living in Los Angeles. Did you know each other when you lived in Louisiana? And I guess, what made you decide to move to L.A.? Well, that's a great question. So, yeah, I grew up in South Louisiana, about as Cajun as you can get further south in New Orleans. And right out of high school, I decided to go to North Louisiana to a college that had a really good art program. And it happened to be in Matt's hometown. And uh. he was still, yeah. And I kept hearing people, you know, would hear my speaking voice and say like, wow, you should be a singer. And for some reason they kept bringing up, like, you know, oh, you should meet this guy. He's in high school. He plays guitar really well. And I kept thinking, I don't want to be in a band. You know, just who knows? But then eventually I was like, well, you know, kind of bored. I'm looking for something to do. And I heard that this guy from high school, Matt Dozat, was putting a band together. But were you singing already, though? You know, I would sing for fun uh, just because I loved it. And then I did one high school talent show that all the students had to participate because it was a fundraiser for our school. Mm -hmm. And so that was my only taste of singing in public. And I loved it, but just never really thought that it was for me. Until I, you know, met Matt and he and I clicked musically and clicked, you know, with everything. And so, yeah, we started writing together and singing in coffee shops and then branched out into a rock band. And then, you know, that kind of took its course. We did a lot with it, um, you know, but, we, you know, you're in college. People move off, people graduate and the band was kind of falling apart and we weren't really sure what we were going to do. And then when 9-11 happened, you know, I think the whole country kind of stopped and, and really reevaluated, like, what's important in life? We mm. didn't know at that point we were going to war. We didn't know if we would be attacked again. And I think he and I both were just like, you got to live your life to the fullest. And we're not wanting to live with any regrets. So let's just pack up and move to California and wow. try to make music a go. Wow. And that's kind of how we ended up here. Okay, so watch where I'm going with this question. There's a tendency for artists that I talk to when I will ask them for the listeners who are just being introduced to you for the first time, because we have been fortunate enough to get listeners from 152 countries to this show over the years. And so in this case, a lot of people are just being introduced to Dozat St. Marie for the first time because they are, I don't want to say fans of the show, but thank you. They are, <laughs> they are devoted followers of NHTE. So I will ask a guest what genre do you put your music in? And the tendency is a lot of artists want to just go all over the board and they say, oh, I do everything. Or my music really spans multiple genres. And so I'll put them on the spot and I'll say, if you were filling out a form on the internet where there was a drop down and you could only pick one genre, what would you say that it is? So I'm asking that to the two of you to get to another point. So 
for those listeners of the show who are just being introduced to the two of you, what category, what genre would you label the Dozat St. Marie music as? Well, fortunately for us, I probably would have given an answer like some of your other artists. It's just all over the place. But this genre of singer-songwriter popped up in recent years, and so we fall into that category. So okay, um, that kind of – there's so much gamut within that genre that allows us to thrive because we, we aren't one just one thing. Just like every artist, right? We're not just one thing, right? <laughs> we're, we want to do this and this and this. Well, there is room in there, but I think those of us in the music business have come to understand what that genre means when you say yeah. our music is singer-songwriter. So here's where I'm going That's with all that, which is, you know, I think, unfortunately, that the knee-jerk reaction is to hear that an artist is from Louisiana, the state, and you automatically think of the city of New Orleans— and you say, oh, wait a minute, they're from Louisiana and they don't do Cajun music. So <laughs> were you influenced at all by by that, the, by the prevalence of that genre there? Or was it we just always did our own thing or we still kind of, you know, salute it in a little bit of a, a way? Just Just speak to that whole because obviously, you know, you talk about the major music markets around the United States. And if you drill down far enough in the list, people are going to start bringing up a city like New Orleans because of its rich history in music. Yeah, I think, you know, with with the New Orleans thing, I think there's a bit of a uh, more of a bluesy soul element that you might find in our music. Um, uh, You know, I think and when people hear the new stuff, we have a little bit more, I think, of our southern roots coming out a little bit. Um, I don't know exactly what that is, but yeah, so I, I think that that of course is in there. I mean, that's New Orleans it was a city that, you know, we would go to all the time. So, I mean, that's, there's, it's a culture within itself. Um, but aside from that, like in Louisiana, just mainly where we came from. And at the time we were there, we kind of had to create our own scene. Um, so I, you know, I don't know we, we were playing New Orleans, but I mean, we were, bringing the rock thing to new orleans really mm. um but it, it was it new orleans has so many different little subset music scenes in there it's it's insane they have and, and some that are just unique to you know new orleans i mean they like even like down to like metal they have their own little wow. metal scene it's a it's a just a beautiful colorful um city with a lot of music beyond what people think i, I think they would probably think of uh, jazz right is the first thing you would think of with New Orleans. Yeah. When, and it has that. Fantastic. But there's a lot more to it. Well, and I'm glad that you painted that picture because it's not unlike last summer when I was in Nashville and was thrilled to go see someone who was on this show. I got to see him perform in what was a jazz setting. And everybody does think of Nashville and they just think of country. And more and more we're hearing about, oh, gosh, sure, there's a real dominance of country music there but and there's so much else now granted i would have never guessed metal <laughs> in the in the new orleans music market but uh, I, I guess that shows you know that um everyone is doing what's in their heart regardless of their location yeah there's definitely like metal i mean phil anselmo is from there so you know some metal people might know him from a little band right called pantera <laughs> But yeah, there's, you know, they have, there's, uh, there's a lot of other metal bands that are well known from there. It's, it's interesting. Well, let's continue to 
paint a little bit more of a picture of the background of the two of you for the listeners. Matt, you used to play with Kelly Osborne. So because we do have listeners to this show who are up and coming singers, songwriters, musicians, recording artists who are trying to learn from me and my guests every week, how did you get on Kelly Osborne's radar? And then obviously, you know, speak a little bit to, to what that was like playing with her. Okay. It's a tiny bit of a long story, but <laughs> when we were still living in, in North Louisiana, um, Heather and I, um, we had, uh, we got fairly decent jobs and we were, we were touring around with our band and, um, we would come out here to Hollywood to play shows kind of often. Mm. Um, and there was a, a band that saw us play at the whiskey one night and they, um, I guess we, we were memorable enough. And when they lost their guitar player, they did a nationwide search and they hired a guy here locally who basically is the guy that puts all the bands together here. Now, a lot of times people have the romantic idea that bands just organically form, but a lot of times they're actually manufactured. Um, and this guy helps kind of put these things together. So um, anyway, he, he called me uh, to audition for this band um, I kind of wasn't into it, but he didn't understand. So, you know, there's L.A., Los Angeles, then there's L.A., Louisiana. He didn't quite understand that I lived in the other L.A., not this L.A. Uh. And so I would get calls often like, you know, hey, you know, I get a call on a, a Tuesday. Hey, can you come down to SIR, SIR which is like a well-known uh, rehearsal place, and pick up a CD? Macy Gray is looking for a guitar player. She's auditioning on Thursday. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, I can't, I can't be there. I don't live there. And I, w- I get these crazy calls, Nine Inch Nails. I mean, wow. who, I don't know who else. I get these calls all the time. And finally, when we decided to move out here, uh, we moved out here Labor Day weekend, 2002. Um, and so I was, we were still unpacking boxes. And I called him up. I said, hey, man, we're, I, we moved here. I live here now. So whatever, whatever auditions you got, I'm down. He's like, great. Well, we got Kelly Osborne on Wednesday. It's uh, like, great. I'll be there. And so went down and, and nailed the audition. And, you know, that was it. First show here was uh, tonight's show with Jay Leno. Wow. Just weeks after that, you know, it's, that's wow. kind of how that went. But it all came, like, if, if it were someone interested in how you do these things, I think the biggest takeaway would be to just do it. We were in a in Heather's Explore touring around the country. Um, I think there's really no replacement for doing that sort of grungy touring. You you know, ultimately that's what led me to get the Kelly Osbourne thing is from that style touring, just doing it. We were just kids. We didn't really know exactly what we were doing, but we figured out along the way, and we made fans along the way, and obviously gained some networking assets along the way that helped me get that Kelly Osbourne uh, thing. Okay, and now just the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot more that has come to us from our early days of tour. Mm. Well, let's go a little bit forward with that then, because you were both a part of the Los Angeles-based band Hydro Vibe. So talk about what happened when you were with Hydro Vibe that basically catapulted the band to success. Well, I mean, you know, again, with all this touring and, you know, we'd moved, Matt was out playing with Kelly and, you know, I was here still, we were writing music, emailing ideas back and forth and trying to put the band back together in LA. And, um, you know, through the Osbournes, Matt met 
one of the crew members who we just became really wonderful friends with, we'd go to his house on Sundays, just hang out, watch some football, barbecue. And he happened to be living in Trujillo's guest house, Robert Trujillo, who was playing bass from, you know, Ozzy. And we were at his house the day he got the call that he was going to be playing with Metallica and just mm. random weird things like that. So at his house, he's like, oh, you guys are from the South. You know, I want you to meet this girl I was in a band with. She's also from the South. She's coming over later today. He introduces us to her, and it's the actress Shawnee Smith. And she says, you know, I'm looking for a mandolin player. Do you guys know any? And that's like just two days ago, I got a mandolin. I mean, it just was interesting how these things fell into place. Boy, boy. So like, well, let's get together some afternoon. Where do you live? And we find out we lived a mile from each other. Mm. In all of Los Angeles, we lived a mile from each other. Crazy. We became good friends. Yeah, she'd come out to shows. She became a fan, and she happened to be filming this little independent movie and told the director about us. He came to a show and fell in love with us, and that show ended up, be, that movie ended up becoming Saw, the first Saw. Ah. So, yeah, they were like, we love you guys. We want to put you in one of the movies. So we had a song on the soundtrack of Saw 2, the end credits, up until the very end, and it got booted because of money. We were all right. We're like, all right, we get it. But he said, I owe you a favor. So for Saw 3, they told us the whole premise of the movie beforehand so that we could write a song specifically uh. for him. And I can give it away now. Obviously, there's no spoilers <laughs> here. But you know, this is when Shawnee's character was becoming the killer. And so it was interesting because here she is becoming the lead. And I was the first female vocalist to be featured in the Saw trilogies, mm. you know, and we were in the movie. And so it all became from perseverance and just, you know, sticking around, networking with people, working hard and just being available, you know, always saying yes to things. Unless obviously you get a bad feeling from it, you know, but if it feels right, then you do it. And that's kind of what happened to us. And that launched us out. So with the Saw thing. We were put out on what, you know, Gilligan's Island style. We thought it was a three-week tour, and it ended up being nine months out on the road, living in the van and trailer, just touring our hearts out and just making it work with two great guys besides us and just, you know, getting a lot of experience, opening for a lot of people to see, like, I like what they're doing. I want to do that, too, you know, and just always pushing ourselves to do bigger and better. Yeah, because I want to clarify here, all this wee, wee, wee that you're describing, Heather, is the band Hydro Vibe, Yes. Correct. Hydrovibe. Yeah. Well, okay. Yes. So then I have to ask you then, after you just told all those amazing highlights and, and all these accomplishments, what made <laughs> you decide to break away and form Dozot St. Marie and just go out as a duo instead of all this excitement that was happening with Hydrovibe? Uh, well, Heather and I, we're always writing. And so we always have, you know, songs that, that just weren't appropriate for Hydrovibe. Um, and so the band was, we were touring really hard and heavy. And then um, as gas prices increased, um, all of a sudden it, we had to like be a little more focused with the touring. Cause like literally, you know, one year we were out for nine months mm. straight, zero breaks. Mm. Um, and so, you know, we had to kind of pull back a little bit to be a little smarter on, you know, trying to reduce the hemorrhaging of money. Um, and so with those breaks, um, Heather and I were thinking, well, we, we love to tour. We just love to be on the road. And so uh, after a while, we're like, okay, well, then maybe we can launch, you know, a, our duo thing. And that would supplement so we could go and tour in between bands. Uh, that was the idea. Okay. Um, and so, um, and then I was producing an artist 
Um, and she had a big um, CD release uh, party at the Hotel Cafe, which is kind of the premiere for the singer-songwriter in, in town. Yeah. And um, she's like, hey, I want you to open the show. And I was like, great, we're, you know, count us in. And then, but then I, I, we thought about it, I was like, holy crap, we're not ready. We don't, we don't know, we don't have, we never played, you know, these songs. We don't have a record finished. So we hurry up and finished our record. And, mm. and, because uh, we had a little time. So we finished a record. We made that kind of our record release. And we did a, we planned a tour. So opening her show was night one of our tour across the South. And so we just launched out. Does that St. Marie uh, did that tour, and all of a sudden the response was just overwhelming, and it kept getting offers and offers and offers. And then we just found that all of a sudden, like that became the the main thing. And the band, you know, the the other guys too were um, kind of hustling to, you know, you, this is a town of hustlers. You've got to hustle if you're going to make it. And so, sure. you know, they were taking side gigs, and you know, bass player would be out on tour with X artist and. Um, so, you know, it just, it just went, it, you know, the band, obviously the band will, will never die as long as we're, you know, we say it's not dead. Um, but right now it's, it's been the main focus. Um, you know, after that tour, I think that's when we got, uh, Rick Springfield, um, found us and we started opening his strip shows. Uh, he does the solo acoustic series he calls stripped. And so he was bringing us out. I think for four years now we've been oh, opening wow. those shows. Yeah, so it's pretty hard at that point to all of a sudden say, "Well, wait, we really got to make sure that we're <laughs> devoting time to Hydro Vibe." And it's like, for yeah, what? right. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so many hours, and and it's just uh, the two of us. You know, we we really we do absolutely everything. So um, just not enough hours in the day to do both. Yeah, yeah. We still work on band um, recordings, chipping okay. away where we can. Okay. Uh, but obviously, right now, Dozat Saint Marie, you know, it's it's kind of in its infancy. It needs a lot of nurturing. Well, Matt, you also played guitar for Skylar Fisk, which, by the way, uh, for those in the audience, this is a little interesting piece of trivia. It's Sissy SpaceX's daughter. So, with all the things that the two of you have been describing, what was the timeline in terms of you playing with Skylar Fisk as it relates to how you're talking about the? genesis of doze out saint marie what was the timeline of all that well yeah i guess touring with skyler um that was when hydrovibe was kind of at, at our peak of touring so hmm. you know we'd be on tour sometimes i'd have to fly off and do shows with skyler oh my gosh and, yeah and by the way sometimes her mom would do would sing the high harmonies with us so she would she would uh, come out and do whatever show she could which is awesome and uh, so anyway, so yeah, I was doing that. I, was, I would fly off, do shows with Skylar, fly back, meet the band, do shows. Mm. Um, and, and even um, sometimes there had been a, been a couple of times where Heather and I flew off and we opened, you know, our first shows unofficially. We didn't we didn't even have, a, didn't name, have a name, yeah. but we yeah. opened some shows for Skylar Acoustic, and yeah. Sissy. Um, uh, uh, we did a couple. So that's how that was going. Mm. It was just a busy time. Yeah, it's just like wow. a lot of flight lot of shows and um we actually wrote our ep at um the the family's home ah. in virginia they have a beautiful um farm cottage they have there's a cottage there that we were able to kind of we were uh, out on tour with hydrovod we had so. a couple times some time off 
that didn't make sense to leave. We had to kind of stay in the area. And Sissy graciously said, just come stay at our place. We have a whole mm. little cat cottage you guys can just have for the week. Amazing. And so, yeah, the drummer and bass player were just relaxing in the countryside, playing with the horses. And Matt and I were just writing. And all of a sudden, we had all these songs that ended up being on, including Time Slips Away. Yeah, you know, it was kind of fortuitous for us. Definitely written at Sissy's place. And listeners, this conjures up images for me of episode three fourteen when the guys from the band Judd Who's were talking about sequestering themselves in a cabin and doing all their writing there. No cell phones, nothing. They are from South Dakota. Go back and listen to that interview if you haven't heard it yet. This is all, boy, this is all really good stuff, isn't it? I'm talking to the to the audience here because so much of what Matt and Heather are describing, there's a lot to consume, but it all just shows the benefits of hard work and perseverance and being connected and, and just being present, meaning being out there. And, you know, you can't, you can't be seen and heard if, if you're locked up in your house all day. So, you know, read between the lines of all this stuff that they're saying. There's a lot of wonderful lessons that they're giving here. And, and this is all really great. I want to formally say that I am joined today on the Now Here This Entertainment guest line from Los Angeles by the duo Dozat St. Marie. Check them out at dozatstmarie.com. Look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling of their name. Plus, I will also put a link to their website from the show page for this episode at nhte.net. And then once you land on dozatstmarie.com, you'll find links to engage with them on social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Plus, there are links there as well for their original music. So yes, you can follow them on Spotify, but support them by purchasing downloads of their music from the likes of Apple Music, which is iTunes. Keep up with them online also so you can get updates on new music that they release and their upcoming tour dates. I mentioned earlier about the Patreon for this show. Check out the bonus audio, ad-free, by going to the show website, nhte.net, and click the orange-colored Support Us on Patreon button. It's only 5 bucks a month. And don't forget that another way you can support this show is through your regular everyday purchases from Amazon. It's no extra cost to you, so you're able to support NHTE without taking extra money out of your pocket. Just go to the show website, nhte.net, scroll down to the tall Amazon banner, And then once you click that, it will open their shopping app if you're on your phone, or it will open their website if you're on your computer. Either way, at the end of the transaction, they will kick back a small percentage of the sale to me, which helps with the expenses that I have for putting out a new episode of this show every week. And no, I don't even see what you bought. So thanks for your support of the show through the exclusive ad-free bonus audio on Patreon and or by starting your online shopping through my Amazon banner. Now, Heather, am I right that you were a backup singer with Rick Springfield? Is that how you got the opportunity in 2018 to go on a big tour with him and Pat Benatar? No. No, we, um, I think, I don't know how he found us. I think through a, a friend that we met when we were kids, we'd come out here and perform, and he just always knew us, and he works with Rick. And I, we think that's how Rick found out about mm. us. But uh, he just asked us to open the show, and we did, and he loved it. And more importantly, his fans loved it. They don't typically like opening acts because they love Rick, you know, and they really want every minute they can with him. But he found, and we found, like, after the first show that they were like, oh, my gosh, you guys, we love you. And so Mm -hmm. it works. Yeah, so we've just been out with him opening up his shows. Yeah, it started with with the acoustic shows, but... 
once we, uh, you know, he brought us out with Pat Benatar and they were full electric and we're still the acoustic duo and it worked perfectly. It was great. I love that. I, I love that it wasn't, yes, I was a backup singer or so-and-so knew so-and-so because again, for those in the audience who are up and coming performers, it shows you that, yes, don't get me wrong. You definitely need to have connections and the more contacts you have, the better. But here's a case of it does happen. Someone can just discover you and say, these two are really good and I want to have them open for me. I don't know who they are. There's no mutual connections, but they're really good. And this is a good fit. But Heather's right. That did ultimately come from us touring out here when we were kids. Yeah. Um, that's It's a connection from there. And that guy, a uh, good friend of ours for a long time now, he's Rick's front of house engineer. And that's how we, that's how this link happened. Yeah. That's... But definitely direct result of touring from. You yeah. know, we always say like, you want to rehearse so that you have the experience and the talents to back things up, but you also need to really be a good person. Oh yeah. You know, too often people don't realize that that goes a long way, you know, shake the hands. We learned that with touring with our rock band. I mean, I would say we're the dirty bar stores, but you go in there and then like you, most bands would walk right past the security guy, walk right past the sound man. We would stop and talk to them and get to know them. We still keep in touch with a lot of them. I love it. Just by, yeah, and because it's important, they're doing their part to help you have a show. And if it weren't for weren't for the people showing up, what would we be doing? We'd be home getting a job somewhere. Yeah. So you know, keeping that in mind and being humble, but having enough confidence because you've rehearsed enough that you can back it up. I think that's the the winning combination for all of you out there who are trying to make this happen. You know, just be a good person. Nice, nice. And listeners, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you. Since Pat Benatar's name was mentioned, if you never heard my interview with Mick Mahan, go back and listen to episode 257 of Now Hear This Entertainment. He's Pat Benatar's bass player. I'll put a link to that episode from the show page for this episode at nhte.net. So let's talk about the five-song EP from 2014, Doze Out St. Marie, called Falling Again. I'm sensing a lot of DIY in everything that we're talking about. So did you do that on your own? Everything, including the photo on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did everything. I I don't uh, I produce, uh, but um, I don't like to mix my own productions. I like to send those off. Uh, Ryan Green mixed those for us, and uh, but yeah, we, uh, everything else, right down to the the cover photo. That's all us. Wow, wow. So, on a more serious note, and this is where the interview all of a sudden takes a turn. It was on tour with Pat Benatar and Rick Springfield that Heather discovered a lump in her breast, which turned out to be cancer. So talk about that fight. You know, it's always interesting. Matt and I had always said, like, when you sign on to become a musician, you know, you don't realize that your life is a roller coaster. But this was the biggest loop-de-loop. You know, we're out there, and it was the greatest thing ever. And then that happened, and it just brought us down to the lowest point ever. Mm. Um. But, and you know, we weren't really initially going to say anything, but we were having to cancel some shows and cancel tours, which we never do. What year was this? 2018, the very end. You know, it was August on tour, and I came home, and within like a week of being home, found out that I had cancer. Mm. And then it just jumped immediately, you know, into, you know, battle mode. Um, but yeah, we, we weren't really going to say anything. And then we realized that people were asking, you know, what's going on? This is not like you guys. So we decided to do a 180 and just put it all out there. 
for everybody, you know, um, because I feel like I've always thought like, you know, and I, again, this goes back to the touring days that you learn, like some days are amazing and some days are so horrible and, you know, whatever, you don't know if you're where you're going to sleep that night. You're like in a bathroom on a truck stop with wet wipes trying to shower, you know? And so I thought, all right, well, I can get through that one foot in front of the other. We're going to get through this too. And we're going to stay positive because that's to me, the biggest part of the battle. And there were days when it was really hard, but what I found was that all the networking we had done, all the fans that became friends on the road really stepped up and showed us support and that helped on the hardest days all the love that we got back from it, you know, it was amazing. It was really a beautiful experience. I wouldn't wish on anyone, but it's changed us both, I think, for the better. Um, you know, we went through a period where we were literally, Matt was thinking of selling guitars, and I thought, I, was, I don't know if I'll ever be able to sing again because I can't even hardly smile right now. Mm. But somehow we found it in us, and, it, you know, by the time I had gone through surgery, chemo, radiation, just all of it, and then kind of started coming back from that, creativity started swirling. And I mean, to be honest, if I can brag a bit, I think our newest stuff is better than ever. Wow. You know, it's, you know, when life is happy and great, that's cool. But when you really have to go through something painful, that's when you experience and you get the complexities that make you a more interesting person and a, a more valuable human being almost, because now I have empathy and I can understand more than ever you know, what it's like to go through something where you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. But where are you today with your health and, and bring us up to date on, on all that? Sure. Um, I finished all of my treatments and got the cancer-free diagnosis uh, the end of last summer, 2019. And so now I'm in 10 years of preventive maintenance mode. Mm. And um, But just, you know, regaining my strength, regrowing my hair <laughs> and just kind of, you know, loving every morning that I wake up and just enjoying it and getting mm. stronger than Fantastic. Well, and listeners, you hopefully if you've been around the show long enough, you're familiar with Hope Cassidy, who is a friend of the show. She's a Nashville-based singer, songwriter, guitar player. She was on Now Here This Entertainment way 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 back as the show was just starting out on episode 13, and then I brought her back at the beginning of last year, January of 2019, because at the time she had been battling cancer for a year, and unfortunately here it is more than a year later, and she is still being challenged. And so it's important, as Heather's describing, that we do stop and recognize that these are human beings that are out there doing music, and cancer doesn't discriminate, unfortunately. So people like Heather, people like Hope, unfortunately are touched by this stuff and it's important to support one another always but especially in times like that so heather it's great to hear how the music community came around you and you know kudos to the two of you for deciding that you know what we're just going to put it all out there and and let everybody know nobody wants to hear bad news but at the same time like you said the good problem was you were getting so much support that people were wondering what is going on with the band so uh, it sounds like you you made a, an informed but a good decision because it resulted in so many helping hands. And it, it, it's important for us to spread awareness too. You know, it's just kind of uh, you know getting this. We we're sort. It seemed like we we're sort of charged with that. You know, if we can help others by raising awareness, sharing our story, and um, you know, we we definitely have saved some lives in doing so just by putting it out. You know, we inspired 
many fans um, to go and get mammograms. And they reported back to us like, hey, I was kind of sleeping on this mammogram thing. I did it because you guys, you know, were pushing this to do it. And I found out I've got cancer, mm. you know. So it's like it's clear that we need to continue to spread awareness about this. So, Heather, the good news is, like you said, that, you know, the creative juices are flowing. And here's Doze Out St. Marie that's going to be releasing a new album this year. So let's have the two of you talk about that project. When will it be out? How many songs? Whatever details you're at liberty to disclose at this point. Well, we actually had a meeting this morning about that. Uh, We aren't really sure when it's going to come out. Um, The music industry is different these days. And so there's a whole different release cycle that we have to kind of plan uh it's not like the old days where it's just like the album comes out on this date you know now it's like well how are we going to start releasing singles leading up to a full album release so we're not really sure yet we're still kind of playing around with that you know this whole thing starts in april uh we're gonna the first song will be released in april and i don't we're not sure the frequency thereafter but probably you know you know, every few weeks or so, we're going to probably drop a new song. And we assume that we're probably leading up to a full album release, which is 10 songs on this one. Um, we're thinking maybe in June, our, our tour with Chicago starts June 12th. So obviously, we're going to want to try to coordinate an album release sometime around then. But you guys are going to start hearing new music um, as of April is mm-hmm. what we decided in this morning's business meeting. But Matt, all the songs are written, recorded, ready to go, yes? Written, mostly recorded. Um, so we're we're putting finishing touches on some that still need mixing. Um, but we're close. I mean, we're, we probably have, I don't know, 60% right now. Um, and since we're really just dropping singles, you know, we already have those ready to go. Okay. Okay. And we'll have the whole album will be ready for release, uh, and I would assume to the public in June, probably around June first ish, somewhere in there. So that's that's what we think. Wonderful. And listeners, as you always hear me say, it's all the more reason to keep up with guests like Dozat Saint Marie online, so you can watch for news as they put it out as it relates to these this new music that you're hearing about that they'll be releasing. So this episode is being released exactly one week before the start of the event that I'll be speaking at in Las Vegas. My flights are booked, obviously, although it's not a nonstop flight. So any last minute cramming that I'll want to do, there'll be plenty of time. But I don't mean cramming for my speaking engagement. I'm talking about reading Access Vegas to get last minute tips from the insiders so I can maximize my time there. Yes, there have been a couple guests on Now Hear This Entertainment from Las Vegas who I could ask about getting the most out of my visit, but why bother them? Why not read a newsletter that publishes regularly and is put together by a staff whose sole job isn't to be entertainers and try to dole out advice on the side, but to tell people like you and me how to save money, where to go, where not to go, tips on avoiding certain fees, happy hour specials, all that kind of stuff, and lots more. Go to my show website, nhte.net, click on the Access Vegas logo, and use the code BRUCE during sign-up to get $5 off. It comes right to your email. They don't spam you with other nonsense or write to you continuously. They even have a money-back guarantee that you won't even need anyway. 
But check it out. Go to nhte.net, click on the Access Vegas logo, and then go sign up with the code BRUCE to get $5 off. Heather and Matt, we saw each other in January at the NAMM show in Anaheim. Now, you had performed at Taylor Guitar's booth at NAMM in 2018 and again this year. Plus, in January, you performed on the NAMM Sheraton stage. Are you NAMM regulars? It certainly seems that way now. <laughs> no, you know, it's funny. Uh, when we first moved to L.A., it was always like, oh, man, what days are you going to NAM? We're going to NAM. Mm-hmm. And then we went through a phase where it's like, oh, gosh, I just don't want to deal with NAM this year. And then a couple of years ago, we performed on the um, Marriott stage for NAM oh. with Taylor. So, and then this last this year did again on the Sheraton stage. And then Taylor said, yeah, I guess now we're kind of NAM artists. Wow. <laughs> Well, were there any exciting developments out of this year's NAM show for Dozot St. Marie? Yeah, it's actually, there's a lot of opportunity that comes from playing those shows uh, we found. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, furthering the Taylor thing, you know, when they every time they see us, they kind of get more excited and maybe some light bulbs, you know, go off on, hey, well, you know, maybe we can bring you guys down to San Diego and we can set up a little area and we'll film some more songs. And um, so I think we're going to probably do some more stuff for the social media with them. Um, yeah. A lot of, a lot of great opportunities. It's usually, it's, you know, it's packed with efficient opportunity stuff. It's just, um, you know, for us, it's like the traffic getting there is crazy. The parking's crazy. So, you know, that's why we hadn't gone in years, but it's a little different when you're playing, I will say. <laughs> Anybody besides Taylor that you want to give a shout out to that maybe you made a point to go and see while you were at NAM? We we get a lot of love from Elixir Strings. Um, they've been really good to us. Radial Engineering, Paul Reed Smith over the years, um, Pedal Train. Just yeah, we, there's been a lot of gear companies that have been really good to us. We didn't get uh, we didn't get onto the showroom floor even once. I mean, we were performance interview performance interview we didn't we didn't see anything this year wow it was yeah it was we kind of see we said after this whole cancer thing you know heather's like you know i'm feeling better let's say yes to everything well we did that and (laughs) (laughs) now we have to follow through (laughs) so we we were so jam-packed for the nam thing it was crazy but all good stuff yeah yeah for sure Well, we're out of time, but we're going to close today with another song of yours, one called Time to Go Home. So before we head over to record the exclusive bonus content for Patreon, tell the listeners all about the song Time to Go Home. Okay, yeah, we wrote this one. It's a a little bit of a a cautionary tale. It's kind of inspired by um, someone that we knew, really pretty young, aspiring actress, singer, who moved out here and kind of got involved in the Hollywood party life. So that's kind of what it's about. And this will this song will be on our upcoming record. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, folks, this was great. I'm glad we got to do this. Thank you so much for your time. And best of luck with the tour this summer with Rick Springfield in Chicago and with the new music that you'll be putting out. Thanks. We appreciate you having us on the show, Bruce. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Listeners, that will do it for another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to Dozot St. Marie. Be sure to head over to dozatstmarie.com. As I said before, you can look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling of their name, although I will put a link to it from the show page for this episode at nhte.net. 
And then once you land on dozatsaintmarie.com, you can see all the social media platforms that they are on so you can engage with them. So be sure to like their Facebook page, follow them on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to their YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell them you heard them and their music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Remember that while you can follow them on Spotify, the better way to support them is to buy downloads of their music. You'll see links on dozatsaintmarie.com for iTunes. Remember also that you'll want to keep up with them online for any announcements as they release the new music that you heard them talking about, as well as news on their upcoming tour dates. Don't forget that Dozat St. Marie and I will have some extra conversation over in the bonus content that's only available exclusively through Patreon. There's already similar audio up there from guests going back to episode 307. It's only 5 bucks a month, and it's ad-free, and that's the only place you can get it. So go to the show website, nhte.net, hit the orange-colored Support Us on Patreon button, and that will take you to where you can gain access to the exclusive content. Remember also about scrolling down on nhte.net to the tall Amazon banner to start all of your shopping through them that way so that they can kick back a small percentage of the sale to help me with all the expenses I have for doing this show every week for what was six years as of February 17. For now, that will do it for episode 320. Thanks ever so much for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Dozat St. Marie. This is the one they just talked about. It's called Time to Go Home. <laughs>